I worship you, Waymaker. You are Waymaker, miracle worker. That's too low for everybody, right? Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. You are here, touching every heart. I worship you, I worship you. I worship you, I worship you, you are way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are, you are way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. You are way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Jesus, Waymaker, Miracle Worker, Promise Keeper, Light in the Darkness, My God, that is who you are. You are here, moving in our midst. I worship you, Lord, I worship you. You are here, moving in our hearts. I worship you. I worship you. You are here, moving in our midst. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you. Are here mending every heart. I worship you. I worship you. You are way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. You are. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Jesus, your waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. 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 
Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I can't see it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I can't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I can't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop 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 working. Thank you, Lord. God of Israel neither sleeps nor slumbers. That's right. He that keeps Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps. And if you'll keep Israel, how about the ones who are his sons and not just his servants? Which is who he calls us. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath given to us that we should be called the sons of God. We should be called the sons of God. He called us out of darkness into his marvelous light that we should show forth the virtues, the power, the presence of him who called us out of darkness. That we should show it forth. How do we show it forth? We let that what's inside of us that gift, that rivers, that's what's inside of us, come out of us. And the Bible says this, that all people will see that you're called by the name of the Lord. Mm-hmm. They'll see that you're called by the name of the Lord. How do they see that? How do the people see that? Well, we're Christians by our love. they know by our love, yes. They know by our, our that's the distinguishing characteristic is that we walk in love. Amen? Amen. Amen. A new commandment I give you, that you love one another as that's I have loved goal. you. Huh? That, that, that's the goal. That, that's the goal. Well, that's the law. That's the law. That's the law. You know, Jesus, they, they said they were talking about all these points of this Hebrew law, and that's micromanagement, if you think about it. You ever been under a boss who's a micromanager? Yeah. You know, I, I've seen them, been there, done that. Yeah. And they are a pain, aren't they? I mean, they won't let you do anything. They want you to think anything out or do anything. Oh, do this. Oh, no, no. Okay, move that right there. You know, move. And you're sitting there. Would you, you want to say, would you let me do my job? Okay, I'll get this done if you let me do my job. Okay, please. But they're still doing it, right? Micromanagement. And the law was a, a sense of micromanagement of spiritual life. The problem with it was... And is today the law was a ritual system. It had all the rituals uh, written out for you. Mm-hmm. Adola and I have just finished Leviticus. We we go through several chapters of the Word every night uh, as as bedtime Betty by you know. Oh, what fun! <laughs> and, yeah, and we just finished Leviticus, and there were a few of the chapters. I'm telling you, two or three of them chapters in there. I mean, they were like three whole pages of the Word long, you know. And by the end of it, I'm going, oh, praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. End of chapter. Because <laughs> it, it didn't seem to be talking to me, okay? My mind got scattered when I tried to read in those, in, in those books of the Bible. It, it's, it's, Numbers, it's, Deuteronomy, Leviticus, and Numbers, 
I'm like, we're, we're in numbers. We moved from Leviticus to numbers, and there is some of that in numbers, but not as much. But Leviticus was the actual ritual laid out of everything. And the deal is, is it's called a better covenant based upon better promises, what we are under right now. And why we have a different standing, why we're a different uh, new species, as I've said before, a brand new creation, as it says in the King James. But that means a new species that never, it means it never existed, see? And so we're learning some new ropes. Kind of like pilgrims. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I've, I've been reading or listening to the audiobook, Pilgrim's Progress. Oh, yeah. Version, Christian and all, yeah. Yeah. And the, the city of religiosity or vain hope, vain confidence, each character yep. was just that character. They were always talkative. They were hopeful, faithful. Mm-hmm. There was... Uh, lust of the flesh, lust of, you know, greed. Of the eyes, yeah. Uh, pride vanity of life. Fair. All that stuff. Vanity Fair. Sorry, I get excited about it. No, that. it's, 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 it's good. I, hey, this is a believer's meeting. Uh, everybody can participate, okay? That's the whole purpose of it. It's not it's not the Gary and Dola show or the Gary show or any of that kind of thing. It's the Jesus show, as far as I'm concerned. Jesus had told them, Jesus had told the people in the temple that, that uh, the scholars and all said, uh, "Well, you come down, you come down to abolish the law." And he said, "No, I come down to teach you to live according to the law." I came to fulfill it. That's what he yeah, said too. Fulfill it exactly. And that was that. That was the whole point of of life for the Jewish people. They were commanded to keep those those commandments and statutes and all that. And the problem was it was to show them that as a human being in your car, in your flesh carcass, you're incapable of keeping every single one of these laws to show them that there needed to be a different system. You see, show them, yes, the Hebrew, you know, I, I, I so enjoyed, I, I think I, I was clicking through something or other on the phone and this celebration of Jewish people in New York City I mean, it was rocking. It was rocking. Then people, they were doing the dun, 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 and they were just getting after it, celebrating. They were, they were actually uh, praising Donald Trump, so to speak. I think that's what they were doing. Right. But they do that when they're praising God. Have you ever been to Israel? Uh, I've never been there. Uh, most of us haven't so far. But, you know, you get up there at the Wailing Wall, different places, and them Orthodox Jews, they're still connected to the Lord, even though it's a fleshly connection still by the law. But they still have this heart after the Lord, and they get going, and you can join in with them. You can get the Holy Ghost get on you when they're dancing, and you can join in with them. And the Holy Ghost come all over you, and they're like looking at you like, "What? Who? What's this? What is this?" <laughs> and you can say, "I'm the new. I'm the new creation." <laughs> it's hard for them to believe that, that Jesus has in, in, in uh, included. The unorthodox and the the, 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 the goyim, you know, as we were yeah, called, the, the goyim, the barbarian. That's what Paul is talking about when um, he had that. It was either Saul turned to Paul or another Paul in the Bible, in the New Testament. It was um, he was given a vision of um, uh, the Lord was saying, you know, how the Jewish people don't eat that 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 that. 
Well, in this vision, there was some, uh, it was rolled out from heaven, and it had the unclean and the unclean animals. Peter, Peter saw Peter, a vision. You saw Peter, that one. Acts yeah. chapter 10, uh, chapter 10 yeah. 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 Um, you know, basically saying, hey, I love the unclean just as much as I love the clean. Well, he said, what, what I've called clean, don't you call unclean. Yeah, yeah. that one. That's what he said, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll and get that, my facts straight one of these that, days. That's the new creation. No, that's, that's good. I'm glad you're looking at the word studying like that. That's, well, that's Goy, a thrill. Goy would be one Gentile. Goyim, Goyim would be plural. Just like that's, that's yeah, how you see the triune God because he's called who? What? Elohim. The Rara God is one. Elohim. Yeah. It's called Elohim. That I am ending is a plural ending. Yep. But El, El, Eli, Elo is also the single singular address but the problem was they hadn't quite got this eye-opening experience of beating the son who called him my father mm-hmm. you know my father you know that they had that hadn't hit him a, yet make yeah. a play out of that or mm-hmm. a, a dramatic scene like wait what do you mean you're that's your problem no that's not how it goes come on now <laughs> I guess I'll make it funny Maybe I'm sorry yeah. And, hey, I believe I believe in having joy and fun. Okay, so don't don't Say what? don't don't condemn yourself about any of this. Okay, <laughs> but that's what this is—a believers meeting. And uh, you know, I, I don't know what I was getting onto there. But I'm not sure what I was getting to. We sung. What do we usually do? What's our traditional ritual? And on Wednesday evening, we'll sit there and sing for a while, right? And then give everybody a chance to do stuff. Well, tonight, I had the sense that the Lord's got something different in mind. Stay there, Betty. <laughs> I just have the sense there's something different in mind. And uh, it's, I, I believe it's an encouragement from heaven to keep on keeping on. We lost our beloved Pastor Judy this last week. And it was, I'm telling you, I've, several weeks now, I've had a bear, a bear horse telling Jeff and Matt, I think, I've had barely had a hold on sanity. Because, because we step in, I sit there and have this emergency down on the feet, you know, on the MRSA and all that, and the near-death experience, which it wasn't a bad thing, it was just different, okay? So, and then I go through that, have the, and then I have the other, we have the financial crises because I couldn't bring cash flow in, you know, I was done. Still done, as a matter of fact, according to the doctors. So there was that. Then there is, we're, we're invited to pulpit supply here, for a Sunday or two. Next thing we know, they're asking us to take the church position. We had been looking for, since I moved here a year and a half ago, a home that, you know, we had Dolo's little one-bedroom, one-bath that used to be an army uh, barrack at the base here. And they moved it over there. (coughs) Dolo's little single place for a single person. We got three people in there, me, Dolo, and a great big black lab. She's not a people, but she thinks she is. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. So... It, it, it kind of get crowded in this little 600 square foot place. So we've been looking, been believing, looking. And we even had a place a year, over a little over a year ago, September, the Labor Day weekend. It was after it was supposed to close over in Cherry Valley. Big, beautiful, nice place. Got it for a while did we get a good deal on this thing. And we were going through all the hoops and all this stuff. I go to Oklahoma to get my stuff out, of, my furniture stuff out of storage. While I'm there... I get it all loaded up. While I'm there, the the lender, main lender guy calls Dola and says, 
your uh, seller is not cooperating with us, so we're going to drop the loan on you. Yeah. Four days before closing. I'm in Oklahoma. I spent all this money going down there. So I ended up dropping everything because we didn't have a place to put. I put it into a storage unit. I've been paying for a storage unit for a year. <laughs> so we had that going on. Then we come in and we prayed when they, they, they we have a meeting with, with Judy and the board after I'd spoken that Sunday. And Judy's sitting there taking a roll of keys and starting to hand them over. And we're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. What are you doing? Why are you laughing? <laughs> well, well, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. We were just helping you out. You know, we, we, we weren't looking to pastor. We've been tra- we got bookings for travel and all that kind of No, no. The Lord told me. So she took the keys back and we said, let us pray for a week. We prayed for a week. By the end of the week, it was okay. All right. Here we go. And then to, is the, the crazy thing, two days after we said yes, uh, we had been looking for houses all summer. We had put offers on houses through the summer. Good prices, everything. Every single time someone would come in because people are crazy about the pandemic, okay? They're scared they're going to have to be sheltered at home in that same house. So they're all jumping to another house. So people are offering five and 10000 more than the asking price for these oh, houses. everything went up. Uh, we're like, what's up? So we were so fed up. We went out. We went to a minister's conference in Rochelle. We were on the way back. There was a house. What's this little town up here? South of the inter- of the of twenty New Milford. New Milford. There was a place in New Milford. Looked looked cool. It had a, a good sized lot and a, you know a nice square footage, nice looking place. Went and looked at that, and I thought, well, I don't think we'll take the basement needs too much in the shape I'm in. No, okay, I don't think we'll take this. So we're driving back more toward home. And Dola says, oh, we're going over to this other place over Josh's meeting us over there. I'm thinking, what? I thought we were done. <laughs> I thought we were, that was it. And she says, no, no, you have to look at this one last house. So we go over there. We drive over there. It's off Sandy Hollow over there, uh, just past the golf course. That's the one you got. We get up there, drive in there, and it just so happens the owner of the house is still there. They're supposed to leave for the realtor, you know, right? That's the contract. But she's still there. And... Uh, he knocks on the door and she opens the door hey how are you and we said hi and then she left we went we, we, we rushed and made an offer on that place Josh said you better do something because it's going to go quick so we made an offer uh, that night they decided they pulled us out of a stack of offers and we were 26000 below their asking price that they started with now that that's a miracle ain't it whenever people are offering ten grand over an asking price it's a, it's a nice nice place and so they accepted us out of the stack of offers and said we felt like you guys should we, you were Christians we could tell that we felt like you should have our house so we did and we ended up over a, a month and a half period we closed it finally moved into it a couple of weeks ago the wild and crazy thing we discovered this weekend meeting Josiah uh, Peniman I guess his name would be Peniman right he's Kevin's son Josiah uh, Josiah and I clicked with each other when we met. It's like we were family together, but known each other our lives for some reason. And we're talking. He comes the next day and says, I know who you people are. Huh? What do you mean? Well, he said, you just moved into my uncle's house. Oh, what? Wow. It was Josiah's uncle. It was his, his mother's brother and, and his wife that we got there. And they're in the ministry themselves. They just got a different house and moved. So praise God, small world.
So we moved in there. I'm still on this thing about my sanity, okay? <laughs> All these different things on top of weighing on top of, you know. And I've never been the one to worry. I learned years ago, Dad Hagen shared this in school. He said, I learned this years ago. Uh, a church, he'd pastor these churches and they'd explode in growth. And, and that's, that is a stress, I'm telling you. Uh, it's a big stress. It's a big stress just to pastor a small church. But then that, for it to... And, and all of a sudden you've got three or four times as many people to care for you. And he said, I learned... I huh? you got you got to learn to delegate. And, and we're, we're, I, I, I'm looking at all the folks I have to delegate here tonight, you know. So all these, these the, the Pew families, I want to like to say the Pew family, all the Pew families decided to show up tonight, you know. So, but anyway, whenever you've got that, that worry, that load on you. And uh, so we did that. We got the house. We moved in the house. Praise God. It's been grace. We were wondering how are we going to get all this stuff with the situation with the foot and the lower back injury that I've been dealing with and all this. How are we going to move all this stuff? Well, uh, the former church we were part of in town over there, their youth pastor called and said, I have 10 youth I'm going to bring over. Young, nice, strong young backs for you. <laughs> Her son used to have a race car team. He has a race car trailer, 24 foot long. He brings in his pickup over and his wife, and, and they're good, strong people. And then another couple from Rock House Kids that Dola knew, we had dinner with them a while back, and they called and say, hey, we'll be there. Uh, they have an autistic son that's my size, strong as a horse, and then the, the dad is strong as a horse, and she's strong as a horse. So we had three strong as a horse people. <laughs> I'm glad to be a comedian for you. <laughs> Three really strong people show up. So we had, what, 13, 14, 15 people showing up, and in four hours' time we had our stuff over. Okay, then we get in there, we're unpacking, doing things, making it nice. Uh, the big black dog thinks she's a seeing-eye dog for Dola sometimes. And Dola had gone into the bathroom to get a couple pieces of clothes to go to the laundry thing down there. And there was a little crate on the floor she told me to put there to unpack and the dog is goofing around here, whatever he's doing, or she's doing, and then Dola flips over that crate and breaks this bone right here, okay? She is, I had left for my, co my uh, hyperbaric treatment that I'm, fin I'm graduating from Friday, praise God. Thank you, Jesus, at the hospital. I'd already left. I get a text. You need to come back and get me. I think I broke my arm. I'm like, what? <laughs> so I whip around, go back, and there she was. She had managed to crawl down the hallway to the couch and get her phone and text me with her left hand. She's right-handed, so that was a miracle. Side note. Yes. Um, I know a lot about hyperbaric treatments because I had a situation when Brian was oh, 16 uh, 18 months, mm -hmm. and um, he had an accident in the right side of his face paralyzed and um not anymore though huh no hyperbaric therapy yeah um but it occurred to me with pastor dola's injury um i know here in rockford where you can look into dola getting hyperbaric chamber treatments and the oxygen to a blood and well all over oxygen could help her arm heal faster it it, it could it it 
I'm graduating early. They were expecting 60 days. I'm within 30 days. They told so. um, our chiropractor told us that it would be 20 treatments for Brian, and we were done in 10. Wow. By that's three, that's what we we're believing too. By so. day three, there was a difference in his. In uh, but it's it's a great little yeah. thing to go through and all. I can just say from experience, uh, you want to choose your. You're gonna put carefully. Well, she would she would. Uh, I don't know if the Medicare would pay for it. My insurance uh, agreed to do thirty days, and they would have done sixty if they'd asked for it. And it's fourteen hundred dollars per session is what they charge. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. But even several hundred a session would be kind of out of the budget at the moment, you know, with what's going on. But, I have some idea. But in, yeah, it, it, it is an idea, and she would probably be amenable to it if we were in a different little situation in that area financially or had different insurance or whatever. I hear you. But about 10 years ago, too, Rachel. Yeah. True. Yeah. So I, I have a. I'm, where was I here? I'm praising Jesus for all the. But I'm. Keeping a, a, trying to keep a tight grip on my sanity with all these things. So she breaks her arm. Uh, I go back and pick her up. That's where the story was. Okay, I pick her up. We're going down the road, and she's every time there's a bump. Ah! 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 <laughs> Slow down. Watch those bumps, yeah. honey. Honey, watch those bumps. They go all the way across the road. How am I going to watch them? <laughs> yeah. You watch them crack by the open. <laughs> how, how am I going? How am I going to do any better? My love, okay? What am I going to do here? Can tell you a story about one of my passengers? Yeah. So I managed to get her to the ER. They had her in their six hours. They pumped her full of morphine and Demerol and other stuff like that. She was she was like, she was a plum dopehead when we got out, I'm telling you. We got her out of there, and she was still hurting. But we got her out. We They, they said, uh, okay, we need to call so-and-so to get you an ortho and all that stuff, and they can do some treatment. We called, and we thought it would be Friday two days later. This was Wednesday. Uh, no, we can't see you till Tuesday. So we got another four days, and she is, oh, and you can't go anywhere. And you know, yeah. uh, I, I discovered that is not my anointing or calling being a home health care nurse at all. Mm-hmm. I don't fit in that demographic at all, okay? <laughs> and she'll agree big time with you on that, so... <laughs> Anyway, so we've got that to deal with. So basically what happens, two, two and a half weeks ago, I became a two-headed monster both at home and here at the church because, remember, we are co-pastors, right? We accepted it with the board as co-pastors. And Dola was doing administrative things. She would let me run the, do the pulpit area and then would do administrative with the children and youth and different things that would be going on. And, all, and then if, if she were up there, I'd do the same thing. But that's the way we were arranging. Well, all of a sudden... I don't know what I'm going to do. I not only have to do this, and that does take work, believe it or not. Preachers do work. There's, that, they, there's a four-letter word they use a lot, W-O-R-K, work. Okay. They may not be swinging a hammer or, or shoveling cow feed or anything like that, but they're working. So there's that, and then there is the administrative part of overseeing things and making sure things are getting done right. It's important that we minister to our children. Mm-hmm. Well, that had kind of... Uh, things had gone downhill a little bit in the area. Yeah. Okay, they had gone down a, a bit lately. So we're trying to claw back above all that and get back, get us back on, on ground level, so to speak, in that area, so that we're, so that the, the kids will want to make sure. That was the thing when I was a, child, a teenage mutant ninja children's pastor back in the eighties. 
one of the things we did was make sure those kids are just jumping up and down. I want to go to church. I'm, yeah, Mr. Gary's going to do this, or Mr. Richard's going to do this with his guitar, or something like that. We always did that sort of thing to keep them excited. So we're, we're aiming to try to move that direction. Uh, Becky and different ones are helping in that area, and we're, we're going to get curriculum, whatever it takes, to get kids excited about being here, okay? Happy to come. Yeah, my kids are excited about playing. They are. Why is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny. I'm teasing. I'm just teasing. Boy. Yeah. No, seriously, the day of the funeral, our visitation, I brought the kids in one by one because all of them were just too much. And um, Annabeth kept pointing back at the church, Dad! Dad! <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know that 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 is a it's a huge blessing. Dwayne would kind of step in and kind of fill that that role for you guys. That's a huge blessing. Oh, I admire I admire you for that a lot, honestly. I would we would not have accomplished half of what we have without it. I wouldn't would be able to go back to work or stay back at work yep. without Dwayne. Yep. All the parts of the body are needed, and there's a reason for each one. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, anyway, where was it? Oh, the story. Sanity. Well, I, I've got, suddenly I'm a two-headed monster, both here and then also at the house. I have to do all of the Dola stuff that was done at the house and all that. And then we have another house we're trying to sell. If you know anybody looking for a little one-bedroom, one-bath, single person, it'd be great. Oh, it's over at, uh, between State and Charles Street on 29th over there, off of uh, Fairview. Area, so we're we're going to put that up. I was I have been occupied today. I sat there and did mortar patch on the the garage had cracks in the cinder blocks and stuff. So I'm over there mortar patching that. Gonna have to go back and, and do a paint coat and sweep the leaves up, paint a little bit on the deck, and mow the lawn. And then I'm ready to get the realtor out there and take pictures. So praise God. But we've had that. All those different things on top of us coming down. So like I said, I'm hanging on to, to sanity with one little pinky or something or another here. And so we're, praise God, he always causes us to triumph, doesn't he? Amen. Always gives us the victory. We are victorious. Dola is overcoming. She has not, the reason she hasn't been here, I understand some folks were concerned about that. She hasn't been here. It's horrible pain when you're going down these roads. She says, I'm not going to go. And she said, there will be kids and people running and grabbing me by the shoulder, and that hurts so bad. Yeah. She won't let me near her, near her right side. <laughs> she won't let me near. Watch out, look out, look out, look out. You know? so, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's horrible pain, and I, I feel her pain. So that is one why she hasn't been over here lately. She's wanted to. She's, you, you, she told me she didn't. She was very, very happy and all about it all. Uh, she she wanted to be she was so upset because she could not be here to celebrate Judy's life she she just couldn't you know couldn't put herself through it so the she's we've gone back on painkillers that that Norco stuff is an opioid they gave her two every six hours that's what they did I had to weed myself off of that you do and so they, they gave her that and she started on the two every six hours and uh, it still wasn't working very good, okay? Still painful. Well, she went back voluntarily to one and a half. And now she's, today she went back to one. She's still in pain. Four a day, plus I take two a day, 60 milligram more grains. 
Oh, morphine made me puke my guts out. Well, this... You have the pain I have, you do it. This Norco stuff, what it did to me that uh, when I was doing the surgery thing down here, uh, they gave it to me. I would, I would take a, a pill to go to bed at night sometimes, and that was it. And boy, it felt good. I actually didn't feel anything. You went to bed, didn't feel anything. Wake up in the morning, and I have never been drunk with alcohol, but I understand hangovers hurt pounding pretty bad. Headache. Huh? Pounding headache. Pounding. I call it a hangover headache because it was, it was bad. And I, after two of those, I said, no more. I'm done. I'm done. When I found out Marco wouldn't um, take the edge off the nerve pain that was in my foot after my surgery, because mm-hmm. I have a rod and six screws in my It's foot. actually tolerable. Um, <laughs> but when I was told, well, this is nerve pain, not muscle pain. Right. And I'm like, I'm done. And then I, I thought pain was pain. It's all it's all transmitted by nerves. Nerve pain, you feel like you've got hot knives and needles okay. running down your okay. skin. That's where you hire tattoo to come back, right? He says, the pain, the pain, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um okay. but yeah, so and then when I had wisdom teeth pulled, I had to stop taking my Norco and Tylenol freeze because it was, was chemically-induced anxiety attacks. I'm yeah. also doing something that's close to value for anxiety because Good. when I can't breathe, I get all anxious. Like I can't breathe. Ooh, bless your heart. You know, I, I, I earlier today I was, you know, I'm, I'm in contact with Father and Son and Spirit of God, uh, and not bragging about that, just saying I'm in conversation, in contact, and saying, Lord, what would be the best thing? that I could contribute tonight, this evening. And he says, how about an episode of your healing school? I ran a healing school in Oklahoma for two, three, four years in Bartlesville, where we live there, and saw a lot of neat things happening from it. And the reason for it, I've talked to you all about it, it'd be a good thing, and we can do this on the website to have a healing school set up on there. Uh, the reason for Jesus you can read in the Gospels in several places. It said the people came, a large amount of people came to hear and be healed. To hear and be healed. To hear and be healed. It, it wasn't, he didn't walk around, zap, 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 zap. He would share the word because why? What's the word say? Faith comes by hearing. Hearing. There's a neat 70s song you might have heard. Uh, faith cometh by hearing and 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 hearing the word of God. Y'all ever hear that? I have not. In, in the 70s, I was doing different kinds of music. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, I think that might have been a scripture and song. That would make me hear music. <laughs> make you dizzy, would <laughs> But anyway, that, that's the truth of the matter. The word in, the, in your original autograph means to keep, 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 keep hearing. Faith comes by hearing. And according to your faith, he said it over and over. And according to your faith, be it done to you. So if you're, one of the things that would happen is he would his ministry was to go around and basically have healing school to share the work of Christ, who he was, who he is, that work of Christ that was going to be on the cross that was promised, what's called atonement. 
who studied atonement in here? Anybody? Atonement, you could, you could call it at-one-ment. That's how it's spelled, A-T-O-N-E-M-E-N-T. At-one-ment, meaning that you're brought together as one with God, with the Father, with the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. At-one-ment, atonement. And in the paying the price to do that atonement, he completely paid and took care of bodily healing. Okay, It was completely addressed for us in that atonement. And often one of the things that we'll need to end up doing is saying, I'm laying hold upon that. I'm refusing anything else in my life. I have this, situ- I have this hernia or whatever the situation. I have a situation in my lungs. I have whatever. I've got my knees are acting crazy on me. And Lord, you atoned for me. You made me at one with my Father. So I'm standing on that right now, what you've done for me. And so that's what he was doing. He was sharing that aspect of, of what we call redemption. A redemption was Adam and Eve selling us out to the, to the evil one, okay? Bowing the knee to them. When he did, he took authority. He took sovereignty over them. And they had a sovereignty over the earth, so he took that from them also. And that's why you got to deal with the devil here, you know? I don't like giving him the time of day, honestly. But it, it's a necessity at times. So uh, Jesus was teaching the people how to deal with, how to, to, to line up with this atonement and this redemption that he was paying for, that he was promised to pay for, and he was going to actually do it personally in those years that he was there in Israel. Uh, I want to just read a, a scripture here that I've got. This is one of, my, one of my little classes that I would do for healing school. This one's called Healing the Work of God. John chapter 14, verses 5 through 10. You can look that up in your Bibles. John chapter 14, verses 9 through 10. I'm sorry, can't read my own, my own typing here. Verses 9 through 10. That's terrible when you can't read your own typing, isn't it? Uh, Jesus said this, Have I been so long time with you, Philip, and yet hast thou not known me? He that has seen me hath seen the Father, and how do you say then, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I'm in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwells in me, he does the works. That's John 14, 9 through 10. If you want to know what God is like, look closely at who? At Jesus. Look closely at Jesus. Uh, Jesus was, and he is still, I'm not, I don't mean to use past tense because he's still alive. Of course, we all know that. He's still alive. Anyone in heaven is still alive, okay? So he, he's the ultimate doer of God's will and the speaker of God's words. You think about that now. Uh, speak these words before the Lord. I will be made whole. He said that to people many times. Will you be made whole? He was waiting on them to say, Yes, I will be made whole. My will is to be made whole. Yeah, so there's a certain act of the will involved. Yes, yes. And that's the reason for coming to hear the word, to understand that you actually have a right that actually just belongs to you, uh, that you don't have to not be healed because it belongs to you. If you're covered by the blood of the Lamb, you're covered under that at-one-ment, that atonement that Jesus performed and paid for. You're covered under that. So 
you can say those words. I, yes, Lord, I will be made whole. I have decided. My will is that way. I, I've seen it through the years in, in my own ministry praying for people. Uh, I've seen it through the years. If I can get them to agree with the word and I can get them to decide I'm staying here no matter what. The word says this, this is where I'm going. And, and so you, Gary, you, you, Pastor Gary, you hold me up and you pull me forward in this and I'll let you do it and I'll, I'll agree with you and I'll believe with you. In any of those instances that I've seen, those people came up out of deathbeds and out of horrible sicknesses, infirmities and stuff like that. They came out of it and were pronounced whole and well. But there have been other instances where we'd get in there and, and start working with them, sharing the word with them. And they would say things like, well, I know the Bible's real. I know it's true. But I've decided I'm, I just want to go be with Jesus. I don't like this place anymore. My family's not being nice to me and you know the world's not being too nice and all that. And, and I hurt. Seem to be getting worse. And I, I, I'm just going to go and be with Jesus. So, And there have been a time or two that I was... Uh, uh, I'll, I'll use this nicely. I was kind of an idiot about it. I, no, no, I'm believing God for you. Yes, sir, the promises of God are true, you know. And I'm gonna, no matter what, I'm believing God for you. And God's healing you. And you know what? That person had already made the decision. They, they weren't interested. They weren't hooking up. They weren't joining with me with their own faith that's inside of them. Their will was not to be healed. Their will was to go into heaven. Maybe you've known some folks like that. You, your father. You've seen people like that. I, I, I have family members like that, kinfolk, you know, not, not close family like that, and they just, they had just decided they were done here. And, you know, the, like I said, there have been times in my immaturity, not realizing this, in my immaturity, I, I just kind of, I might have put a bad name on the Lord over it by the way I acted about it. That's a fault that I had in the past. I don't, I'm trying not to do that anymore. But we have to understand, we have to grab hold of what belongs to us, what's laid up in an account for us. You know, if you're, you're, your mama, your dad, or someone, someone that has some resources uh, sets up a bank account and they want to be for your benefit, really rich folks set up what's called a trust. I have some trust paperwork at the house. I don't have a trust yet, but I'm looking for that one of these days. But anyway... They'll set up in a trust, and the trust means that someone is watching over what's in there, the banker, whoever's watching over, but it's for the benefit of someone, children, nieces, nephews, whoever, or just a friend or something. It's for their benefit. So it's all set up in trust, and uh, to lay hold upon the benefits, what do you got to do? Well, you meet the conditions of the trustee and of the, the, the trustor, the grantor is what they call the person that set the thing up. You meet the conditions of the grantor laid out in that trust, don't you? There are words that you follow, right? And you meet that, and then at, at that point, you can lay hold of some benefits that are laid up in that trust for you, right? Well, in this is the greatest, most massive trust in the universe for the benefit of anyone who is a child of the one who wrote it, child of God. So what do we got to do? We've got to find out those words that are in here. What, what actually belongs to me? What do I need to do to line up with the trust? 
How can I lay hold on that? And you know, the word talks about this. Those who through faith and endurance inherit the promises. The promises are the trust. The word says all the promises of God in Jesus, in Christ, are yes and amen to the glory of God. So what do we do? What's our responsibility? We, we line ourselves up with. And as I've said from up here the last several weeks, internal, we, we internalize what's in this, the wording of this trust. Because when we have that, what happens? Faith cometh. By faith, it talks about it in Hebrew, is a hall of fame of some people. Hall of fame of faith. By faith, they, 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 they cast down mountains. By faith, they defeated huge armies. Gideon, you know, that's one of, the, one of my favorite stories that I remember reading. 300 men defeats an army of how many thousand? Probably several tens of thousands of Midianites. Defeats them. And there's no reason, no natural reason that should have happened, but because Gideon was hooked up with the, the grantor of the trust and lined up with the words of the trust, what happened? There was a result out of the trust, victory that came. See? And, and, and mighty, mighty victory, and it didn't it says they didn't bother for a generation or two. So Gideon what he was told to do, even though it sounded a bit strange. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, anybody been in the service in the army, you know, in the infantry? You, you, you don't go reduce your troops to 300 when you got a, a 50,000 man army coming at you. You don't do that. <coughs> but see, because the grantor had set that up and he lined up with it. And then there are other things in that Hall of Fame of Faith. What they do, they internalize what was in the trust for them and acted lined up with it and walked out. And that's what it says by faith. Moses, when he was a grown-up, Moses could have been the richest. He could have been the President Trump of the world. Mm-hmm. Think about that. I'm not trying to cast a bad, uh, uh, bad reputation on Moses or any other king or anybody like that, you know, by saying Trump. But Trump is a pretty powerful guy right now, you know. And the, 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 probably the most powerful human on the earth right now would be Trump. And so Moses was in that position. He was raised as the son of Pharaoh, the grandson of Pharaoh, and he would have stepped in as Pharaoh, which were, that was the number one, that was the president of the world back then, back in those days. He could have done that. And it says, by faith, Moses refused to, to follow the riches of Egypt. Instead, he chose, uh, he chose to follow the, the riches of Christ and go with his people and be a deliverer for his people and he says, why? Because they looked for a city, the city of God, the location of God. They were looking for that. Well, what happened? He followed what was in the trust. He followed the wording of the grantor of the trust. And there was faith. By faith, he did these things. By faith, he founded a nation. By faith, Moses was able to exercise. He's one of the three great geniuses of human history. He was able to found a nation and lay out the administration of it and lead the nation. He did that by faith. Why? By internalizing the command of the Lord. The word of the Lord, see. So anyway, I've only gotten to point one of this thing. Uh, he, another thing Jesus said, he that is without, without sin among you, let him cast the first stone. And then he said, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Another thing he said, uh, says of him, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. 
How many of you know your Bible says God is with you? Because Jesus said, Lo, I'm with you always to the ends of the earth. I remember a fellow one time, he was a janitor, and they was uh, trying to get him to talk to him to going up into a, to a, a, a little short airplane ride demonstration, airplane ride. And uh, <laughs> he refused, refused, and they said, Oh, brother, come on now, the Lord will be with you. The Lord will, the Lord will be, don't you worry. I'm, I'm, I'm driving the plane, I don't crash, I've never crashed, not going to crash. And I wait. It's in good shape. It's not going to fall out from under you or anything like that. Just come on. I want to take you up and show you. And the brother says, the, the man says back to him, "No, uh, you talk about the Lord." He says, "My Bible says, Lo, I am with you to the ends of the world.'" <laughs> so anyway, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. One of the things I like to pray uh, when I'm dealing with with a sickness situation, Father God, uh, anything not from heaven, we're forbidding. We're casting out, casting down, forbidding from operating any further in this person. Anything not from heaven must leave. We're decreeing, declaring that. And Father God, anything from heaven, the fullness of heaven, let it come and fill what's cast out of this, this body or this person. Let it come and fill them and replace, replenish what was in there. Now here's another important one. Many came to hear and be healed of their sicknesses and their diseases. That's in Matthew and Luke. I don't have the address in front of me here, but I've just quoted some things that were in there, important things to realize from the word. Many came to hear and be healed of their sicknesses and their diseases. So he's giving us a method, a way that each one of us as a child of God can come in and receive the atonement, the at one with the effect of that and be completely healed physically. With his stripes, we were healed. People spiritualize that, but it actually means spirit, soul, and body. And there is another verse, which I'm not going to have time. I've got three minutes before my promised finish time here we can continue this down the road here because i still got a page and a half of outline left on here we, we, we pointed when we, when we prayed for for dola the other day when i went from went to isaiah and dola had a standing mm-hmm. exactly. she had done the things that it said in the previous verse therefore she had a right to lay that we had a right for her to lay claim mm-hmm. that her healing would appear speedily. And she is actively believing that with us now. Mm-hmm. She told me to tell everybody here, she said, get on the horn with the Lord for me tonight <laughs> mm-hmm. and believe strongly with me tonight for a speedy manifestation of mending and yeah. healing uh, because the, the doctor's own thing says it's going to take just dangling. Right. He says, we can't do anything. We can't set it. We can't move it anywhere. If we do, it'll be out of place and all. She'll be all messed up. He said, we're going to let it dangle and mend itself. And I said, well, you're talking about Mother Nature, but I know Father God. And we're going to get Father God involved with this. So y'all do that with me right now. We'll, we'll go ahead and, and close on that note to be continued in the future. Amen. Y'all blessed? Everybody blessed? Everybody, everybody hear the word tonight? 
Amen. I'd like everybody here to become healing technicians for the Lord. That you can pass it out to other folks and share it with them. Amen. And, and you also have the standing because you taught us to pray. Our Father. Who are? If you're in relationship, then you can come forward with these things. Amen. Because you have relationship. That's right. You have the right. Yes. You have the, the sonship rights. Amen. Yeah. Thank you, Father God. Bless your name. We praise you, Father God, and praise your name. Praise your word tonight. You've exalted your word above your name, it says. So we lift up that word. We receive that word. Let that word, as it says, bring faith in our hearts. Let us take that word and hear and be healed. Let us take that word and hear and be healers for the kingdom of God. In that name above every name, we thank you for it. We thank you that we are the blessed of the Lord. That you bless us, that you keep us, that you make your face to shine upon us, that you lift up your countenance upon us and give us your shalom. That you let your love and the grace of the Lord Jesus and the friendship communion of the Holy Spirit be with each one of us as we walk from this place tonight. We bless your name. In Jesus' name, amen. My word says that I have given you an understanding, and this understanding comes as you meditate, as you completely digest and ingest and internalize my word, says the Lord, as you make it part of your very being, as you make it fibers within your soul, you shall walk forth according to what it says, because nothing, no word from heaven, no word from my mouth shall go forth meaningless and of no effect, but it shall accomplish what I please and bring forth my will in your life and on this earth, says the Lord. So give glory to me, receive open wide the gates of your hearts, the doors of your hearts, and allow this word full reign within you, says the Lord. And I'll bring you and raise you and make you to seat, to seat together in my councils around my throne, says the Lord. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Glory be to Jesus. Thank you, Father God.